Hey, welcome to the After Now podcast with Tim and George. Give us a listen. What do you have to lose? Because let's be honest, you've wasted time on sketchier stuff than this before. Hey, Tim. Hey, George. How many Microsoft engineers does it take to change a light bulb? I do not know, George. How many Microsoft engineers does it take to change a light bulb? None. They just change the standard to darkness. Wow. You know what? You could say the same for a lot of software. Yeah, I was was about to say, I'm going to be nice. (laughs) Why? Nothing. I'm just going to be nice. That's all. I got got, got nothing there. It It was a great joke. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So how are you doing today, man? I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing so. This I think this is going to be an interesting show. This is going to be an interesting show because we haven't done anything like this before. No, um, and this is, I guess, almost like a Seinfeld episode of the Into the After Now podcast. Yeah, that's that's a good way of. Yeah, I like that. So the, the the concept behind Seinfeld was it wasn't really about anything, but it was about something, right? right. There's always a message. Right. Um, and the reason we started this podcast was because Tim and I would have conversations and it would generally veer off in different directions, but we always thought it was kind of fun and we'd always learn something. And so we decided to have a... Um, a freeform episode right. on basically how the in in the same format as how the podcast started. Right. And so again, our focus is on technology. There's so much stuff going on in the world right now. And there's so many rabbit holes you could fall into. And a lot of them are negative and we really don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, we're not going to try to get negative and, and, I think we'll try to make sure that we don't get too we don't fear too far off the topic too. But if I had some Seinfeld music to cue up, I would do that because I think that's a good. <laughs> I think that's and, a good and, point. Yeah, and so we're we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different stuff today. So I, I I hope you find it interesting, and I think a lot of topics we're going to touch on are going to end up being specific episodes where we actually get into detail on them. Like, yeah, we might do like, breakouts. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we'll probably touch on like current event stuff too. You know, this is going to be more of a, you know, talk radio format, uh, with a twist, maybe. You know, and, um, you know, th- just this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we'll see how it goes, and maybe it's something that we do every so often, like our recap episodes or something. Right. Exactly. So, so you, let's start with you. What you know, you've been. Yeah. We, so the other thing we should probably preface too is that you and I scour the internet on a week to week looking for content for the the podcast and yeah and we we keep our eyes and ears open so so my question to you george would be you know Mm -hmm. what 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 do you want to start with i mean you have some ideas of uh you know something i do 
I do. Uh, I, I think, you know, one of the biggest things that's happening right now mm-hmm. is, um, and we're kind of, we're, we're dating the episode, which is fine. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Elon Musk took over Twitter. Yeah. For Elon, real. Yeah, yeah. For real. Yeah. The kitchen sink and everything. Yes. Um, and it's really, a, um, it's a pretty bold move. Elon, a, a close and close personal friend of the show. show. Right. Right. Uh, that, pretty interesting. And, you know, I heard him interviewed and someone asked him, why did you buy Twitter? Right. And, you know, when you're one of the richest people in the world, um, you can say stuff like he did. And he said, it's not to make more money. And that's the, that is the God's honest truth because Twitter is not a platform that you look at and go, Oh man, this is a surefire moneymaker. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, I mean, he's got enough money and and I don't think it's about money at this point. I know he's, he's been very frustrated, very aggravated with the platform. And, you know, I mean, this is putting his money, putting somebody's money where, where, where his mom is. Yeah. And, and, you know, he sees it as the public square, right? Uh, the, yeah. the, the digital public square. And, and it's true. This is a terrible business model. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people truly believe financially, at least that Twitter's best days are behind it. And um, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think this is the age. And when we say age, right, I mean, it's like not 20, 30 years, not even five or 10 years. It's you know, a year or two we're yeah. talking about internet ages, right? But it's the age of um TikTok and, and no question. Instagram. No question. And I I'm gonna take a little side note here. Mm-hmm. Um TikTok. We've we've warned uh people of the dangers of TikTok of how it really is a giant data gathering machine. Um and it was uh this is all public knowledge. Uh, anybody that that doesn't know this, shame on you, honestly, for not knowing the tools that you're using. Uh, TikTok was was started by the Chinese government um, to be the most addictive app that uh, that there could be, and they succeeded. George George I, 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 likes, <laughs> George likes to put a hamper on things, you know. I mean, no, 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 no. But but here's the thing: um, the, <laughs> the, kidding, man. the 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 content. On TikTok is very different depending on what country you're in. The content on TikTok is very different than the content on uh, Instagram too. I mean, from what I've noticed, you know, I I pretty much have the same, um, you know, what I follow. You know, I I don't change my habits from one platform to the other, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I I honestly think. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me that TikTok's written uh, by um, uh, many uh, let's let's call it developers from not this country, Chinese developers. I, I really think that the the platforms uh, out of the two platforms, I think Meta and um, Instagram are far better than TikTok. I mean, the software appears to be written better. The AI seems to be much better. Um, you know, so you know, it it doesn't surprise me. I'm not trying to be racist here, but I, I just I don't have a very high opinion of of software and applications that come from China. I think they're poorly made, and I think the hardware is very good. I think what comes out of Foxconn, you know, I think um, they've got a good fabrication uh, industrialization base in in China. Mm-hmm. 
Well, well, see, so um, what this one engineer was saying was that in Western countries, it's all about frivolous stuff and um, actually things that aren't particularly helpful. Like they'll show pranks or lead you to porn or, you know, whatever's allowed on TikTok. Um, and just things that um, are to distract you and to keep you engaged, but in no way are they beneficial to you. Yeah, I'm not, and, I'm not a big fan of TikTok, yeah. I mean, I'm it, not on it. I'm, I'm not on it just because it's a, it truly is. I, I mean, it, its sole purpose is to collect data on you. And, and as we talked about before, we don't know what they're going to do with the data, but just not a good idea. Um, but in China, that same platform, TikTok, TikTok China, 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 China. Uh, uh, that same platform, what their algorithm in China is to, show um academic uh academic accolades and awards and uh technology uh innovations and things that are glorify the state so the algorithm and we all know that there are algorithms and in every social media platform the algorithm is really made to kind of educate inspire and to increase patriotism in China yeah. and in in the Western countries, it's to fill your mind with crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, right? And you know, I mean, I think Chinese uh, think that the West that we're very gullible, and we're not gullible people, and you know, we're, we're just not. It doesn't doesn't work that way. Um, and I think they're gullible for thinking that. To be honest with you, which I think is even more funny. Um, but but you know my my gripe with it is um it, it's it's a the, the door swings only one way to take uh to steal a line from ghostbusters you know it, it it only swings one way and it's their way you know their great wall of china meaning not the physical great wall of china but the internet version of the great wall of china yeah. they they don't let anything back in they don't let their people look at they're afraid of what um the west could possibly do I've I thought about this a lot. I've thought about this a lot when it comes to how they censor their people, uh, their own. Yeah, and, 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 and if I could just if if I could just clarify, we are talking about the the Chinese Communist Party, not Chinese people or anything like that. We're talking about the powers that be in the party, because right, because I think. While there is a huge amount of patriotism, this is the party, and these, uh, you know, hey, and, our government does stuff like this too. No yeah, question. Oh, oh, oh for sure, <laughs> absolutely. And you know, and and we're not only talking about the Chinese government; we're talking about North Korea, we're talking about Iran, um, yep. and any any country that has, you know, that, that Russia that puts. <laughs> what russia filters their uh, their internet feeds I, I can't believe that um yeah, i know hard to believe. Yeah, hard to believe right but my point is is that you know any country that goes in and and f filters you know internet feeds and it's important to note and i've worked for isps i mean we both have you know we know mm -hmm. inner exchanges and where all of these um where all these peering points are all these big internet feeds you know for the most part 
we don't censor anything. There's nothing censored. There's no black box that sits. Well, yeah, you know, we 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 don't. But um, I think we just get, we have to be aware. Like for example, uh, the media here, and as was shown in um, looking back, mm-hmm. there are certain there are certain um, social media platforms that are more sympathetic and will let's say shade the truth oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> to to uh to get a certain narrative out and, yeah. and even when people find out about it it's like it's like hey you know yeah this was all bullshit but we we you know we ran with it for months um people don't care because honestly it's it's what you put out there first right Right. That's the story. Yeah, and, and and again, we don't want to get political, but but it's hard not to. It, it's hard not to. Yeah. It, it, well, it's in it, technology is so technology is an amplifier, mm-hmm. like we've never seen before. And getting back to the whole Twitter piece, um, Elon Musk, if you take him at his word is looking to take that town square and to get rid of the bias. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting to me that it, I agree with you and you know what, and I'm going to come back to a subject in a second. Go ahead and finish mm-hmm. your thought. I don't want to side. And so, and so in a way, this could be a really positive thing because as we've seen a lot of, um, it's so easy to shout people down, online and it's so easy for someone to come out and say something that is truly um innocent and meant a certain way and for people to turn it around and because they don't like the person or personality or the company or whatever to just rip it to shreds and throw you know throw bombs out there right um and really with no recourse because you know they either create fake handles or even if they do they're kind of protected because it's like oh they're this this is a a big company or this is a big uh name and if i take a shot at them well good screw them you know yeah so um in, in that way the uh, the social media public square really lost all its credibility and so right. you know it, Hey, if he can, if he can uh, restore it, that's cool. Yeah, you know, and the other thing though is that you know he's he's got a kind of a purist view on that, and you know, uh, depending on what camp you fall in, some may like that and some may not. You know, some some people don't want to give voices to certain people. I won't mention those people's names, but uh, you know, I mean, it could be you know, a alt-left or an alt-right, and, you know, they, they just don't want to give them a platform. Um, is Twitter going to be the platform for everybody? Um, or, you know, do, do we have to... Does there have to be moderation, moderators on the platform? Well, he did say, he did say because of advertisers, he right. did say that there would be a moderation panel, but it would be very different than what's out there now. Yeah, right? I mean, that, but that's, again, that's subjective, right? And I don't... It, it, yeah. yeah, but see, I, um, I am so against 
just because you don't agree with somebody, you should censor them. Well, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. But there lately, um, people who have certain opinions um, do more harm than good. Well, um, but, but so, yeah, but so here's the thing. Um, what with with that, what has happened is we've created just echo chambers. Sure. Right. And so if you're, if you fall on one side, you will hear people justify and telling you that your thought process is absolutely right. A hundred percent. Right. And the other person is the devil. Okay. Right. Right. Um, and then if you're on the other side, it's the exact same thing. Sure. I agree right? with that. Yeah. And, and this is, and this is really honestly that is really good for business for both sides yeah it really it, is it's good for business but is it good for the you know i mean I'm yeah not, and, and, and no and I'll, I'll i'll tell you why i think this uncensored thing is really good because kids in school and and even in a lot of corporations you cannot have any kind of debate on anything that makes anybody feel uncomfortable and let me tell you why that's dangerous oh well, sure i i know but why it, it's dangerous but yeah go through yeah it, it it because if oh this is a bad person and i totally disagree with this and how could you even think of letting this person have a voice or a platform what happens is that message goes underground sure and then all you're doing is you're you're raising a uh, a population that thinks it's okay to never talk about anything difficult. Right. The only time, the only way you grow is to deal with difficult things. And look, Tim, you and I, we right. don't agree on everything. Right. Yeah. But we have healthy conversations. We discuss it, and sure. uh, and and we may not we're probably not going to change each other's minds on some things, but that's okay. Right. No. Yeah. I, I, sure. I respect you. I, I, and you know what? I think that conversation needs to be had. Yeah. Um, and there's fewer and fewer places that can have that conversation. If you look at even like uh, videos, TikTok videos or, or Instagram, whatever reels, whatever, mm-hmm. what it is, is you one side is getting a dig in at the other side right it's right. like it's like gotcha it's like it's like oh this person's so dumb that they believe this and and this person just destroys their argument that's not that that's not helpful no it, it isn't and that's my point though is or that's where i was going before was you know i would rather have an, an environment in which there's there's debate um healthy would be nice a healthy debate but either way uh, a debate versus places like china north korea and iran which i am digging into because i i don't think because i've got another topic that i want to approach and that's how long um how long do you think these countries can actually keep their citizens from not being able to hit the real internet because with technologies mm. emerging like satellite based communications and that's this is this is a big 
I mean, we've always had satellite-based communications, but there is a paradigm shift. And the paradigm shift is, is that, um, and Apple announced it, um, you know, we have Starlink through one of Elon's companies, and there are many other companies that are following suit, where at some point there's going to be a technology plateau reached, where mm. very much like where it was hard to obtain quality computers, let's say, towards the middle or late part of the 90s. And then everyone got really good computers, right? HP, Dell, they started dropping their prices. Apple never stopped uh, uh, dropping their prices. But you know what I mean. The technology wasn't always great, but as it became more streamlined, people got better and better hardware. My expectation is, is that as satellite technology increases, the likelihood of, you know, um, the internet moving into orbit and, you know, how do you stop a citizen that lives in your country from being able to connect to satellites that fly overhead, you know, like Starlink, for example, if you've got two, three, 400 satellites that are over China, what are you going to tell your citizens? No, you're not allowed to connect to it or you're going to get thrown yeah. in jail. I mean, yeah, good that's luck what they will do, but good luck finding all those people. Cause it's not going to happen. And like you yeah. said, that narrative is going to go underground. Yeah. And, and you're right. The, so the, um, that's why this world is changing so quickly because what used to be um, okay was we're going to control the information. We're going to control the history. We're going to control the country. And now it's getting harder every day. It's getting harder and harder to do that. Right. I don't want that information to be controlled in those countries. I want there to be just as open uh, lines of communication as you know, the same internet that you can hit in Great Britain, you should be able to hit in Moscow. Period. And you know, I, I don't think that. And I, am I imposing um, my beliefs on other people? I mean, I don't know if that's the case or not. I'm just saying that. You know, I think everyone. I think a a, a human right should be just as much as. Um, you know, to be able to have open access to information as it is to be safe and have, you know, the inalienable human rights that many people, you know, are able to enjoy in many countries around the world, minus five or six of them. Yeah, but you know what? Um, we also have work to do in our country, you know, uh, <laughs> as well. Amen, brother. I mean, I, you know, me, I'm in the Phoenix area and you got people who are you know, um, walking by ballot boxes armed, trying to intimidate people and that. And you see, um, but also information wise, right. There's certain, there's certain stories that just get buried and, and, and people are screaming from the rooftops and, you know, and, and, um, so it's, it, it's something that's gonna, luckily, I think, um, technology is going to be a great equalizer in terms of um hopefully getting the information out there problem is 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 it's going to be scrubbed before it gets to you you know right 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 and that well and that's my point too is is you know um some of my friends who you know let's say um are more aligned with a with the republican party didn't even hear that news they didn't even hear it you know whereas many people who were uh, more aligned with, you know, maybe the Democratic Party, um, absolutely heard that there were people intimidating other people at ballot boxes. And it was like, 
how same you know and these people you know obviously these people they're all friends you know it's just one group of friends is subject to one set uh, of of news versus another set of friends that isn't and it's just because of what they listen to what they watch and ai in the background sitting there and 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 feeding them what they want and feeding them what they want which is just because in in that case you're absolutely right Uh, so those that have that the AI picks up as Republicans are going to get one. And those that are Democrats are going to get another. And, and it's equally as bad. It is, you know, that there, there, um, there's not one side that, um, there's not one side that gets the, the nod of being right, right. in this battle. Yeah. They're, they're just, they're, they're not. Um, and, you know, certain stories get, get buried and certain stories get highlighted. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stupid stuff going on. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and I would say that, uh, 20 years from now, 15 years from now, you're going to have so many satellite based internet peers and, and companies that are providing internet access that you know, it's it's going to be damn near impossible for them to to filter all that, and you know, uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens when um, people uh, in countries that are are usually subject to internet restriction um, get access to the real internet and they see what's going on in the real world and 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 all that jazz. And like you said, you know, we've got we've got uh, things to deal with in our own country, but you know, um, I just think I just think. I, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of open speech, uh, freedom of speech, open press, freedom of the press, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and uh, it's kind of I guess how the Arab Spring came about, right? Uh, yeah, and and so yeah, there's um, let's just hope, <laughs> let's just hope. Um, but uh, um, so hopefully this Twitter purchase um, and you know, think, think what you will about the guy. Um, This is hard for him. There there's when he was looking at this, I think one of the reasons it was on again, off again, so many times there's very little upside to this. There's very, there's a very narrow path where he looks good when this is all through. And I think that's really brave. I, I, I do. I really believe it's brave of him to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the first things he did is he brought the Tesla software engineers in to take a look at the algorithm. So well, I think the first thing that he did was he walked to the lobby with a kitchen sink. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I don't really understand the, you know, as of late, I don't understand the theatrics of of elon i i don't i mean you know the 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 banter of you know firing employees who contribute you know if you don't contribute you're gone you know i i i I don't know what that narrative how that serves anybody in a positive way um you know i i i don't understand it It, it, it's to me actually kind of a turnoff and you know um I, I I would just hope that there's a little thought, a little bit more thought put behind you know those actions because, you know, it, he's a very public facing person and and if you, yeah. you know, if you keep 
you know, acting like that. I mean, I don't know. For me, I don't really like it. If someone were to be like that or talk like that and, you know, it would it would turn me off as an employee. I mean, it would turn anybody off as an employee. It's not just me personally. You know, if you're if if someone bought Microsoft and they said, "Well, you know what? If we've got I feel like there's 30% of lazy people who work here. I'm going to fire 30% of the people. I'm going to go and make sure that people need to understand that they need to be productive employees. Well, that's that's a no-brainer. Everyone understands. I think mm-hmm. everyone understands that they're they should be productive employees, but verbalizing that, I don't know I don't know what the sense was to that. And uh, it it really struck it really struck me and and as of as of recent, it's been striking me more and more that I don't really like what's being said. Um, you know, it's, I don't know for me, it, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time putting it in words, but you know, uh, buy a company, run a company. Great. But you know, um, you don't have to be so verbal about, you know, your intentions on, you know, taking out a third of the employee base because you feel like people are lazy. Your thoughts. Well, my, my thought on it is, uh, my understanding is that Twitter was notoriously known what uh, was known to be notoriously soft sure. in terms of um people didn't really have to work all that hard and they had all these breakout areas and nap areas and meditation areas and well inversely you know, though it, a lot of people who work for elon's companies complained that their work to the bone and you know a lot of people say hey this isn't easy and you know there's there's a lot of stress and you know maybe they be maybe those companies are running pretty fairly efficiently and i i agree with that but you know i there's got to be balance there has to be there there does there there does but you know what when you buy a company um it certainly isn't the first person to say there's a new sheriff in town sure for sure. Right. Yeah. And uh, um, in, I, I think some of these companies and, and just from what I'm reading, Twitter was one of them where they really um, talked about, oh, here are your perks. And, you know, we've got we've got the juice bar. and We've got this and we've got that. And really, maybe not a lot of accountability. <laughs> and sure. um, and Twitter, uh, let's you know, let's be honest during the last few elections were ex- people on either that worked in Twitter and their platform were extremely biased mm-hmm. in one direction. I, I understand. Yep. And again, that goes contrary to his vision of it being a public square. And they chose a What they did is they chose a side and they were very, they were almost arrogant about it. Right. And, and, yeah, yeah. and so I think if you look at the way he, he runs his other companies, he wants really smart, driven people there. And, you know, let, let's, let's be honest. Some Silicon Valley companies have the, uh, have the reputation of being kind of mamby pamby, you know, um, kumbaya type places and sure. yeah but you know for a long time um and, and and i'm definitely not trying to romanticize it that's not my point here but a, but you know a, a lot of what makes silicon valley 
at least traditionally successful is uh, fostering, you know, I mean, fostering companies, fostering talent, um, designing and building companies that quite honestly wouldn't be nurtured and wouldn't grow in any other place because, you know, um, people are open to experimentation in Silicon Valley. At least that's the thought, right? Agreed. Um, then you can't put a seed in the, in the desert and pour water on it and it's not going to grow into an oak tree. That's not going to happen. Um, but you could take that very same seed and put it someplace else where it has nutrient rich soil and maybe better conditions for its, for its growth. And it will prosper and grow. My, my analogy is meant for, you know, sometimes, um, you know, what's good for the goose is not great for the gander. And, um, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how successful this 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 goes. I mean, I will say this. Um, it, right now, there is no incumbent or competitor to SpaceX. Right now, there is very little uh, that can compete against uh, Tesla in the EV realm. But mark my words, that will not be the case for forever. You know what I'm saying? People will catch Agreed. up. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see when there's real competition, um, where it's at. And hey, man, you know me, I love Tesla. I drive a Tesla. Um, you know, you know me. We've we've talked about SpaceX, yeah. on past shows. But but usually, what I find is um, what begins the downfall of large organizations is usually arrogance. Yeah, there there is that. Um, and, and just to to talk about your point about Silicon Valley, um, I think. And there, there's a whole corridor in California mm -hmm. where the creativity really does carry over to the rest of the world. Right. It just does. Um, however, I think the proper mix, and it's like kind of what a, a lot of Asian car companies do this too. Sure. You know, like Honda and Toyota and stuff. They'll have their design studios mm -hmm. in california right and and i think uh like stellantis which is basically fiat and renault they have design studios in in uh silicon valley i think and again we've talked about this as well just in terms of balance and overall life in general right um it's okay and i mean this in the best possible light to have your creatives and your weirdos. Um, and, and I mean that in a great way. No, no, because no, no, you, no you're, you're right. Yeah, I get it. Totally. That's absolutely right? correct. Yeah. And they have to be protected. Yeah. But that's a bubble that is part of something that's more structured and disciplined mm -hmm. to know how to run the business. Yeah. Now, the problem is, is when all of it is one way or another. Right. So, right? right. So if, if you've got, if you've got just practical um, engineering types, they're going to create something so boring, but it's going to be, it's going to work great. Right. 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 Um, but if all you have is creative, then it's going to be pretty, but junk. Right. And, you know, yeah, and, and to your point, you know, um, Companies are starting to that that may have once been exclusively in Silicon Valley, 
they're starting, you know, Austin is becoming a very big city. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, you know, and there, it's not only, it's not only Elon's companies that are going to Austin. There's a lot of other companies that are going to Austin. Austin, I mean, there's Research Triangle on the East Coast, right? I mean, so. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of other areas that are fostering innovation. You know, my point was, you know, and what I'm, what I'm just trying to generally say, uh, it, it, hey man, you know, um. Sometimes uh, you you got to you got to put a seed in in the right area for it to grow right. Yeah. And, you know, the one of the other things I want to talk about is just the overall effect of the covid shutdown. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, you've got all these people wanting to work from home and famously uh, Elon's companies. He said he wanted them there. Yeah. But more and more companies are having people come in, come back into the office. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, for sure. That, and, that is a and, trend. And, and um, so, you know, there's all these different schools of thought. Um, there was famously General Electric in the 90s mm-hmm. um, was a cash machine. Wall Street Darling um, had a one of the first what they can kind of considered a rock star CEO where he was on all the shows and wrote books and went on tours and blah, 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 blah. His name was Jack Welch. Mm-hmm. Um, his theory at the time for GE was every year, get rid of your bottom 10%. So 10% of the workforce is fired every year. On a spreadsheet, <laughs> kind of makes sense. Yeah. Right? But then when you do the math and go, after about seven, eight years, we've fired the equivalent of everyone in the company. Right. <laughs> right. right. Right? And so, um, but that was kind of the mindset. Well, and then other people started looking at it from a practicality business perspective. Like, well, wait, 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 wait. We have to rehire, we have to retrain, we have to onboard, retrain, and get those people up to speed. And in the meantime, with those with that ten percent hit, we've got different products and different divisions that are taking hits for being able to go to market like they should. So our go to market strategy is not going to suffer. Yeah. So you have to you have to completely. I mean, it's a it's a great. It's a great use case, and it's a it's a great point. Um, you know, it's a it's it's definitely fun to watch. Um, and yeah. <laughs> this is this is what happens when George and Tim get on a on a topic. We that's we right. Spiral into we're we're at the bottom where the rabbit is because it's a deep hole. Well, and so one of the things that uh, that that I was thinking about for this show mm-hmm. uh, just happened yesterday, mm-hmm. and because we always talk about technology, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's it's been my thought, not just my thought, um, that so minimum wage kind of a can be a hot button topic. But okay? we're just we're just pulling them out tonight, aren't oh, we? Oh yeah, 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 we are. <laughs> okay. And and my feeling is that people wanting a livable minimum wage don't understand what minimum wage jobs are about. I I agree. I don't understand what minimum wage jobs are about. I really don't. I mean, because even 
the, the whole idea of minimum wage to me is a bit skewed because if you're in the service industry, you're yeah. getting minimum wage plus tips. And if you're getting tips that are good tips, you know, I, I know people who are making really good money at minimum wage because the tips part of it isn't being counted. Yeah. And, and also the, the type of jobs, right? So, um, you know, the big thing is to push for 15 bucks for minimum wage. Mm -hmm. If I'm an employer, I am no longer looking to fill a fairly menial job. Right. With a high school kid. Right. Because I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay 15 bucks an hour. Right. Right. So that those, the minimum wage jobs were kind of crappy jobs, but they didn't take a lot of skill, but they put money in your pocket if you were starting out. And if you decide to make a career at that company, then you'd move up and assistant manager, manager, whatever. Right. But you need those crappy jobs that the high school kids can get that maybe are, 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 they're not a living wage because it's not a living wage job. But what you're saying is they were a stepping stone to something better. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they weren't, they weren't made when we were kids, you know, you went to work at some fast food place. Right. Right. I either, I think at one point they said something like 30% of all Americans had worked at a McDonald's or so. it was a ridiculously high number. Um, I worked at a hot dog stand. Right. And I got paid under the table. <laughs> um, but it was the, enough for me as a high school kid. Here comes the IRS. Well, no, this place isn't there. I, I'm, I'm old enough where those places aren't there anymore. But, um, but it was it was great as a high school. I had I had pocket money, right? And it taught me how to work, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it, you know, all these people protesting. Oh, you know, how are you going to feed a family? How are you going to pay rent? That's not what minimum job way. That's not what minimum wage jobs should be for right it's not you're absolutely and, and, right and and here's here's where it got um so the reason i this came to mind is and i'm gonna call them out i went to chipotle on saturday oh boy yep saturday 5 20 okay they're open till 10 i walk in this lady walks in behind me so i'm gonna order a couple bowls um, and I look and they're low on a lot of stuff. And I'm like, uh, you know, the fajita vegetables, it's, you know, the peppers and the onions and stuff. I'm like, uh, do you guys have any more of that? Cause there wasn't even enough for one bowl. And I'm ordering a couple. And the guy asked the other guy and, uh, he goes, no. And the lady behind me goes, that's it for the night. And the guy goes, yep, that, that, we're, we're not making anymore. That's pretty odd. The you grill wasn't, the grill wasn't on. Huh. They weren't, they weren't cooking any meat. They weren't. And this is like five o'clock in the afternoon, six o'clock at night. In the afternoon on yeah. a Saturday. Yeah. It's a Saturday. And I'm like, okay. So I walked out, right? And as I'm walking out, the lady's walking out with me. 
I said, man, that that's odd. That's just weird. And there were two guys in there and they're going to be there. Right. So I maybe they don't have stuff or whatever. And she's like, yeah, you know, she goes, and this place isn't as clean as it used to be And this. And, and the standards are just fallen. And, and so a couple of things came to mind. Okay. Um, the first one was, I'm clearly not getting the whole story here. Right. But I can't imagine that this is what Chipotle management is expecting to be done. Yeah. Right. Right. 520 on Saturday. Right. The second piece. And, and it's interesting because, you know, I'm a nosy buddy and, and um, I like chatting with people and just knowing their business. Right. So I was talking to the lunch ladies um, in the cafeteria where I work. Right. And people, people have started to get cranky and because there are fewer people and things are taking longer and you know, what have you mm-hmm. and prices went up. Mm-hmm. So I, I've gotten to know some of the, some of the lunch people there and, and I was talking to them and they're like, you know, I understand people getting, getting crabby and I understand them getting frustrated, mm-hmm. but what they don't understand is we've had a bunch of new people and they always call in and the people that are here are the people that are always here. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to do the work of more people with less resources, with less resources. Mm -hmm. And people are getting angry at the people that are coming in and honoring their commitment. Right. That I thought was super powerful. Yeah. Well, you don't think of it that way, you know, because you're annoyed or inconvenienced. The people that are there are the people that are there. (laughs) Right. And when I'm, and when I made my comments uh, a little while ago about, you know, um, Elon and and him saying, well, I'm going to remove X amount of the workforce from, from Twitter. That's exactly where my mind goes is, well, wait a minute. If you're going to go and remove 30, 30% of a workforce from a company, then you're going to put 30% more onto the remaining people who are there. Um, some of which may or may not have the skill set. And, you know, are you going to be, the end of the day, the question is, are you going to get a better product? Whether it's Chipotle or it's Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter because what you're doing is now you're straining your workforce. Um, yeah, so it, the, the yeah. only thing, the only thing, and only because it's Elon Musk. Sure. The only reason that might work out better is i know i know no 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 well well, here here hold on yeah there's a surprise okay the only reason it might work out better is if he fires 30 percent and brings in the caliber of people at spacex that are probably going to get paid a whole lot more than what the people there are getting paid right now. Sure. sure. I mean, he's the, is... only, he's the only, he's the only guy that would do that. I, I, in, in 99% of cases, Tim, I a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. When people say we're going to cut, then that means they're not going to fill in and they're not going to, they're not going to supplement Yeah. with, with Elon Musk. He's going to fire and then he's going to bring in 
freaking rock stars. Yeah, and, and to our listeners, you got to understand something. We're not the only ones talking about this, clearly. I mean, Bloomberg has been all over the reporting on this. I mean, you know, any any news agency that's been looking at this from the financials up, you know, everyone's been speculating how this would impact. And, and it's, it's an important thing, but it's an interesting thing because what is it? It's a pivot point. Um, Twitter, Twitter definitely is one of the companies that, that, you know, um, that George and I like talking about a lot because it really impacts that, what we talked about before the world, (laughs) the world, well, the human condition, you know, it, it definitely, um, it's a media company. Um, it's a media company that really puts, um, you know, one of the reasons why Barack Obama won the, the first, the first, the won the election the first time he you know um, yeah was you know running for president is because he turned the political system upside down he used social media as a tool kind of like um when uh bill clinton um used mtv as his media platform to bring in the young voters right um, yeah and, and that was back in the early 90s um for for Barack Obama, it was it was social media, and he got the word out, get out the vote, those types of things, and that's how he did it. So today, um, you know, we're as you said, you know, we're we're tomorrow's tomorrow's essentially Halloween. Um, yeah, and we're recording this, you know, um, uh, on just the 30th, before the elections, just right yeah. before the elections. We we got uh, less than fifteen days before the elections. You know, we're looking at a situation where. You know, Twitter uh, is is in a, is is in a unique situation. It could have its rules, as you say, kind of changed. There may be people who can come back to the platform who who were originally removed from that platform, um, and yeah, town square again, right? Um, so you know, good, bad, or indifferent, depending on where you sit within the political system. This is why George and I are talking about this, because this is technology that's impacting the human condition. And in this case, it happens to be not only U.S. elections, but, you know, um, it's it's amazing what Twitter has, uh, what influence Twitter has in other countries around the world as well. Uh, especially oh, Fran- yeah. Especially France, where it was very much social media for their presidential elections. And I think... Getting a fresh perspective yeah. is healthy. Yeah. On a, a lot of different things, right? Um, we're kind of seeing Meta or Facebook at least, and this is the re, their rebuilding phase. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it kind of melt down right in front of our eyes here. Yeah. Yeah. Now, maybe this is the the part where everything is disassembled and then once it gets assembled it'll be what they think it's going to be or maybe they just took a shot and missed right yeah and sometimes you need to destroy to create right yeah 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 i mean hopefully you create (laughs) right right yeah for sure this is this is definitely an important topic and it's going to be one uh that we're going to watch and it's uh it's definitely going to be yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. You know, the, the, the pivoting for a second. If are we are we good? Did we talk about this one to death? Can we pivot? I think so. Yeah. So just one other thing in terms yeah. of technology. Yeah. That I, I was thinking about yeah. with my 
with my Chipotle adventure. Um, this, so there are these jobs and I've talked to people in various industries from car repair to fast food, to just owning businesses. Right. Right. They, they just can't find people to work. They can't find the the right people. Good, good, good yeah. people to work. Right. right? right. That, that are going to show up and work hard. Right. And uh, there are various theories on it. And, and honestly, a lot, and I've heard this from more than one. That's why, uh, that's why I'm, oh, I'm, I've, I've I'm heard repeating this as, it. I've heard this as well. Yeah. Th- th- they're saying that because of COVID and because people were given money during COVID, they're having a hard time getting people coming back to work. And where this comes in with our technology spin is absolutely this you know an absolute cure to this is a robot yeah and yeah well and it's being developed they've been developing it for a long time and part of it comes down to the wages and part of it comes down to this but now people don't want to work right right and and again this is where we talk about giving a living wage for certain types of jobs certain jobs are just not don't require a lot of skill yeah, and, and I think sorry, well, but they don't cleaning right. a bathroom, you right. know. Hmm? Well, right, and you know, we, we <laughs> so I mean, we have seen examples of that in New York and in London and Tokyo, where you will have a self cleaning bathroom. You have a room that yeah. just basically seals itself off once um, its patron is done doing the duty, <laughs> and then you said duty. I did, I did, and then it will go and self sanitize itself. Um, you know, and and that's a great example. I think another great example um, is. You know, and not not necessarily replacing the farmer. No one's advocating for that. No, uh, but no. a lot of these tractors, they're 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 running on GPS. They're driving themselves. The farmer's in the cab of that tractor because you know, if uh, safety concerns, regulatory, that kind of stuff. You know, making sure that the tractor doesn't wander. Right, something goes wrong. And right, function. Um, but you know, uh, automating those types of tasks. That that's that's another one. You you see a lot of times. Uh, especially out here in in Phoenix, um, at a certain point, cab drivers are going to lose their jobs, and I don't even know if um, and uh, truck drivers, yeah, and truck drivers, and and I don't even know if Lyft and um, you know guys that work with Lyft and guys who work with um, uh, any other Uber. ride, yeah, I was going to say any other rideshare application are going to because you know a lot of these cars they're they're being tested to be autonomous. Oh, and companies are doing it. Yeah. Right. So, and, and we've, we talked about this. Um, we touched upon it that the car companies, I believe are looking at a subscription model. Right. They, and absolutely. They're looking at a subscription model and part of that subscription model would be um, <clears throat> where you get a car on demand. Yeah. They're, it's they're, basically an Uber. I'm I, going to work. Yeah. Today, you know, <laughs> and, and yeah, no, I mean, I think that there is, there is, there is one or two car companies out there right now that are seriously considering that subscription model, and there are other companies out there that are talking amongst themselves where you would have a situation where you know you you go and park your car at your office if you have to go back into the office or you have it in the driveway, but hey, if there's a if there's a rideshare opportunity, maybe it goes and takes off from your driveway or your work um, parking lot, 
it goes and picks up that person who needs to, you know, needs a ride a couple blocks away and takes them to the airport and then drives back and parks itself before you got to go home for the night. And you just made an extra 25, 30 bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And trust me, all these car companies are, uh, they're, they're looking to cut their dealer network out. Yeah. Which, which Tesla's done. (laughs) And, and and they're looking to cut the ownership ties so that it's reoccurring. Yep. And they're going to convince you that it is better not to own the car and pay whatever fee you need to when you need to go somewhere and you'll be in a new car that always works that you don't have to maintain that you don't have to change oil that you don't have to blah 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 maybe financially it works out that way i don't know yeah maybe depends on how it depends on how you drive right you know. right no, no no absolutely i think i think there's other um you know there are other in san francisco and in other cities i think portland has these too um you know is it is it amazon that has the robots that deliver stuff now as well and you know, yeah i think so yeah you've got different companies that uh you know people Instead of instead of going and, and having people move food around and, and go to the grocery store for you, now you have robots that are literally going down the street. They come right up to your house. They send you a text message. They open up their little secure door, and out comes the food that you ordered. So I, I've even yeah, seen Yeah, Grubhub and Postmates, see you yeah. later. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Bye-bye. So, unless, unless they develop it. Right. So, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. These are – and that's actually one of the – that's what I wanted to pivot to was, you know, talking about the consequences of, you know, um, get maybe replacing some of those minimum wage waged uh, earnings um, and, you know, making the customer experience better too, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and more consistent. Right. I'm, I'm not saying, it's it's not consistent or better because there are people who don't care about their jobs and there there are some that don't care about their jobs let's just be perfectly clear but whenever you have you know the infrastructure that we're talking about there is the likelihood that it would become more consistent so no no question right you know and, and you put a microchip in anything right right, right. And, and so um <laughs> How much more motivated is a robot going to be than the kid that hates being there, the person that hates being there? Right. And you know what? Um, all you do is is basically load up tubes with peppers and onions and avocados and whatever. And you know, then I'd have my my fajita vegetables. <laughs> not not you know not that I'm I'm still you know, sore about it, but I mean, if people haven't gotten the subtext of this conversation, he's basically asking for Chipotle to make an automated kitchen. So those yeah. two guys really pissed George off. <laughs> and I, you know what? But again, I'm trying to look at it. Those were the two that showed up. <laughs> right, 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 right. But they, well, uh, to, to, to be fair, they didn't look uh, particularly motivated. Well, so uh, it's like we were annoying them. Let's let's take into context. I think this is a oh, this is a great conversation. So let's take into context. <laughs> let's take uh, let's take into context for a second. The people who uh, were lucky enough not to get laid off in our conversation now have to deal with um, management's decision, right? To mm-hmm 
dump the extra work on you. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's, that's, you know, and, and, and I'm, there's no specific situation that I'm talking about other than we were talking about, you know, potential layoffs with some companies or whatnot. And, yeah. you know, and that, that is a real world scenario. I mean, the work is still there. It's not going to go away. So, well, in the, in the, that's that. So the, our current, our current environment is one where people don't want to take a job like that. Right. Right. The danger is because no one wants to do the job will automate it. And then the economy will take a dump and then people will really want those jobs and they're not going to be there anymore. Right. And then you are rebuilding. That's happened throughout history. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But um, technology will find an answer. Um, I, I believe that technology can find many answers to every, many things. I don't know about everything, but a majority of it, it could pretty much solve. I would yeah. think. Yeah. 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 No, 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 no question about it. And um, especially as there are technological changes that are happening right now that I think are kind of going, that are happening just under the surface yeah right so tim and i read about different things and there's a lot of advance advancements being made in quantum computing um different ways to store things uh the speed at which we store things um you know what is it every six months or so there's new records of the amount of data that's being um that can be sent across wire now. Um, it, it's freaking amazing. Yeah. You know, and, and this stuff is in the lab, but the thing is it's in the lab now because it's expensive. In a relatively short period of time, you're going to see changes that are just, you know, we use the word game changer all the time. These, these are definitely going to be game changers. Right. You know, it, it's funny too because you, know, you talk about data, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it it it's funny because you know you what's that old saying? Um, if you dive in, if you jump into a boiling pot, you're gonna feel the hot water scalding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but if you're in a pot that slowly turns up in heat, you're not gonna feel the boiling right away. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go. You're gonna get acclimated. You're gonna get acclimated yeah. to the water until it's too late, and you're still gonna wind up being boiled. Um, my my point being is, um, this has been a slow transition over many many years. I mean, with, with I was watching football today, and I was like, wow, you know, it's amazing how the fans of football um, ingest so much information the statistics, the information that comes <laughs> through the screen. And because the, the funny thing is, you know, and if, if, if you've listened to our past shows, you know that George and I are Chicago Bears fans. So yep. I was watching the 85, Chicago Bears 85 football team. They went to the Super Bowl. That was the last time we won a Super Bowl. We've been there back there since, but, you know, whatever. Um, so when, when, when you're a Chicago Bears fan, sometimes you need to go back in time to, you know, feel good about yourself. Yeah, my, true. My point, my point being, though, is, is that I was watching a broadcast of the game, and I was watching how they showed the statistics and how they disseminated it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, how they disseminated information to the fans, right? And the graphics that were on the screen. And it is, 
if you were to take a fan literally from, you know, that time and bring them forward in time now and have them watch the football game, they'd be overloaded. They they may not be. Oh yeah, game. that's interesting. Um, and I you and know I, that's really interesting. And and I really think that. That's the same thing with everything. I mean, with work, if you were to take somebody out of a out of a standard cubicle at IBM back in 1985 and move them forward to you know what it, what we consider to be an office and a technology company today, I, I don't think that even if they were the best at their their time, right? I don't think I don't know how well they would be able to acclimate, and I'm not talking about the technology or the job itself. I'm talking about the pace. And, That's a yeah, yeah. yeah and, you you hit it. You hit it right on the head, man. Right, the pace and the amount of information being thrown at that one individual. You know, I don't know if they'd be able to handle it. Yeah, I, yeah. Something as as simple as, um, you know, the amount of work that went into getting a report. Right. Um, Yeah. Yes. The TPS report. (laughs) Um, It it would take forever to, to get, and and if there was a change in it, right. Right. It, it it wasn't static and your information was probably old. Right. And now it's, it's new, you know, it's, it's fresh data. Let me give me this. Okay, let me throw it in here. I'll do some V lookups. I can do this. I can create some pivot tables. What? You know? Right, right. It, it, it just, and, and that's the speed of things. Well, but, but look, I'm not even, and, and forgive me for a second, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about tech people. Let's look at a waitress at a, oh, yeah. You know, at, at, you know, think of uh, a chain out there. I don't care what it is. You know, um, a waitress today needs to know how to use Toast, usually, or some type of point-of-sale platform that's, you know, handheld device. You know, you're, you're keying in stuff. You know, you're, the, 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 the kitchens are wired completely. George and I have a little mm-hmm. experience with this in the back end. Um, yes, we do. Uh, other life. But, I mean, you know, I mean, those, those kitchens are wired. Things are moving at a faster pace. Um, it, it's just a completely different world. And, you know, if you were to bring somebody from that time to this time, would they be able to not right away? They'd have to figure it out and they'd have to figure it out quick. And, you know, you're talking about a a point of sale device that had more power than probably many of the computers, many of the supercomputers on Earth back in 1985. You know what I'm saying? So it is a very different experience between then and now. Um, and, And I think a lot of that faster life, faster modality of information, how we ingest the information, a lot of that has, and now I'm going to come full circle, has gone into our political system. And, you know, it's just a wave of information that gets hit by, in this case, um, the, 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 the caucus, right? The, the, the people who are going to vote, the, the, the voter base. And it's an overwhelming feeling to a lot of people Oh my God! Look at all the information available to me, and you're seeing things that you wouldn't normally see. Yeah, and, it, and, and Twitter just happens to be one of those platforms. I'm and I'm, th- I'm just coming full circle. And I think it's funny because I was thinking about this. Um, I think that that pace, mm-hmm. that, that stream that we're constantly being hit with, 
um, has made it so that we no longer look at an issue fully. Right. We'll get a soundbite. We'll get someone that will prepackage something and we'll go, we'll take it and run with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we'll find out six months later that it was completely bullshit. Right. Right. But at that point it's too late and deep in your mind, you're like, okay, yeah, it's bullshit, but whatever. Right. This is what makes elections. This is what governs us. This, these are, these facts are what drives society. And we know a lot of it's wrong. Right. I don't want to step into a certain, a certain giant thing that affected the world, but we found out a lot of the news that we were fed was complete crap. Right. Right. And look, I mean, I I don't care what anybody says, you know, they're, they're, and I'm going to clear the air on this it, regardless. Maybe maybe this is overstepping where we usually go on our show. But, I mean, I know that any administration um, taking over a government, they're not going to be prepared for this. I don't... I don't care who you are. You're not going to be prepared for it as an no question, right? I mean, it's it's the same thing as nine eleven. You know, I mean, no one ever flew two two airplanes in a building before. You, you, there is no playbook for that, and there is no playbook for a pandemic. Now, there may be playbooks that could provide, um, you know, a modeled what could happen, what should happen type of scenario, but there is no real life playbook. No, there's not. But but what? And and I'm not even talking about administration because right. it did span two two administrations, it, it does, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But well, that was but, that was my point. That was my point. Right. Yeah. The 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 one piece using this as an example. There were certain things that the medical community and the pharmaceutical community, and we're fine. We're starting to find stuff out that people made a lot of trades that benefited them before this shit happened. Right. And and it's really what it comes down to because people are just greedy bastards. Um, (laughs) But when we found something out that was complete bullshit, we, it's like, we still went along with it. Right. Right. So like they talked about most of the masks were completely useless. Because they're paper masks, they have to be an N95, blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. There's still people that are advocating for you to use masks. Yeah. And it's like, did you not hear that? Right. You know? And then and then we were told that, and I don't want to, again, I don't want to go down this wormhole, but this is endemic of when you get inundated with information and it hits you so fast and then it gets replaced by other information. You kind of forget the first shit that you got told. Right, right. And and it's like, look, at some point, as an individual, you need to kind of try to take a step back, try to get as good a picture as you can. Right. And be an independent thinker, which is something we have advocated from day one on the show, mm-hmm. be an independent thinker. We're not going to tell you which way we don't give a crap about what your political leanings are. Yeah. Uh, you know, and honestly, you should give a crap less about what ours are. Right. And, and, you know, so 
you need to be, you know, and my goal is to be an independent because an independent means I'm going to look at each issue with the information I have at that moment. And I am not going to be influenced by some other Yahoo that's going to benefit greatly by me declaring one way or another. Right, right, right. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and so we're seeing that, we're, you know, just there's case after case after case of it. Yeah. So, and, and, and there's also people who are, you know, um, you know, coming down, uh, whether it be one political party or another, I mean, look at, at the end of the day, um, whether your current political party or the political party you don't, you know, um, you know, may, may not be aligned with everyone's trying, <laughs> um, nobody's perfect. And, that's reality. Now we, we know what our, you know, uh, absolute morals and in absolute morals, but you know, the reality of it is, is that when you're talking about a situation like COVID or you're talking about a situation like nine 11, you know, I'm using those two situations as, as parallels, right. Um, mm -hmm. there, there's just no playbook. And, and so don't, no, there's don't, not. don't expect people to act perfectly. And that, that's part of the problem too, is I think people's expectations are, hey, our government should have an answer for everything, whether it be a Republican or Democratic government or, or, or Dem you know, Democrats or Republicans in office. And, and, and I just don't think that's, I don't think that's reality. I don't think. Stop yeah. looking at, to the government. I yeah. mean, have you heard some of these people talk? Right, 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 right. Try, right. Uh, uh, let's be honest. I wouldn't let it. I'm talking about people from both parties. Right, right. I really wouldn't trust half these people to walk my dog. Yep. And so the, the circle, the circle, <laughs> my dog. So the circle around on this, though, is, you know, Elon, Elon wants to make this more of a open type of forum. And he wants to, you know, cut through the, uh, cut through the BS and, and just have everyone have the same type of platform. And I think that's a, um, an interesting perspective to take on it. I just don't know if it's achievable. Well, I, I don't either, but yeah. you, you know what? Got to try um, it. Kudos for the guy to go into something mm -hmm. that he knows he's going to get a lot of crap for. I mean, it takes a lot of balls to do this mm -hmm. because there's like we talked about from, you know, from the beginning, there's very little upside to him to do this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> financially it's a loser yeah I, I don't i don't i don't understand what the upside is and i i'm i'm i like to think of myself as a pretty you know um reasonable and and intelligent person i mean you know am i the smartest person in the world you know i'm i actually know people who are smarter than me and i have no problems with that at all um i actually like surrounding myself with smarter people mm -hmm. than i because i get to learn right um and when I've asked those smarter people, they don't see a political or even any upside to this. Um, so I think you're absolutely right. I think what ultimately happened is he got painted a certain way. Um, the platform itself wasn't particularly kind to him. Mm -hmm. They hurt his feelings. <laughs> really? As yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. And when you're a billionaire, you can stick your finger in the eye of someone that hurts your feelings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that's really what I think. And and his his because his feelings were hurt, it made him look at it and say, "Wow, you know this this could be something really great. It really could." Right. 
um, in the right hands. And hey, if anyone's got a shot at actually making this happen, I think it's him because he goes into it. I think from a idealistic perspective, because he's not looking to chop it up and make money, you know? Right, right, right. right. So, well, yeah, we, we, we have, we have touched on a lot of topics tonight. <laughs> yeah, we, we have did. gone all over the place. <laughs> We're going to have to listen to this one, Tim, and see if we need to cut anything out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if, uh, yeah, but, but you know what? It's, uh, it, uh, clearing the air and uh, making sure that, uh, um, you know, I, I think everything, I think everything here is about as neutral as you can be, uh, in a, in a talk show format. Right. I mean, agreed. Yeah. You, you, you know, you're going to have no matter what, I mean, George is going to have his opinions. I'm going to have my opinions trying to stay down the middle, um, is, is, is a hard tight rope to walk. Um, I do it from the perspective of, um, you know, uh, the freedom of internet, uh, the freedom of news mm-hmm. information, the modality of that being internet. Um, and you know, um, I, I personally, I'm like you, George, I, I don't, I don't really sl- swing left and I really don't swing right. I try, I try to go down the middle. Yeah. And, and honestly, uh, I think you could kind of pick up, you know, I, I think, Tim leans one way and I kind of lean in the opposite direction a little bit, but still respectful. And oh yeah, for sure. And, and, and it's like, okay, you know what? We can have a great conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, I think, and that's I, the thing. Hey, I think this is one of discussions. the, I think this is one of the deepest conversations we've had about, um, you know, uh, you know, almost anything. Um, this is this is something that uh, th- this is the narrative the narrative that's always sitting in the background um, of we, everybody. <laughs> yeah, w- when we talk about but but this is two people who you know can deal with um, you know who know how to act like adults is really what it what it boils down to. See, I I said it and I didn't mean to say it and no 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 yeah. but because I think because we're we're searching for the real searching for real answers searching for the truth searching for something that's going to help us grow right and if if you go in with a preconceived notion it would be like elon good elon bad right (laughs) right and and it's like yeah you know what it's kind of great it could um i think it's kind of i think it's kind of cool what he's doing we We may not you know there's some things that we may not agree with but um it, it's kind of fun that there's somebody out there trying. Yeah. Right. You know, and at the end of the day too, what I look at is, you know, Hey, you know, the, the guy did, has done amazing things and you know, he's, he's a regular human being like everyone else. He, he goes to the bathroom, he pulls up his pants and, you know, opens the door and washes his hands like every other person who goes to the bathroom. Right. And he's got kids and uh, he's got, he's allowed to make mistakes too. Yeah. It, but if anyone can do it, this is a guy that how old is, how old is the tesla car company um you know that's a great question i think we're coming up on what 15 years now 15 years yeah when this guy started an electric all electric car company yeah there's no freaking way anyone would would think that it would be successful right he did it he didn't do it to become a billionaire. 
He did it to prove that it could be done. Next year will be the 20th year of Tesla. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, GM and Ford are just getting into the game now. Yeah. So, I mean, and then that that's our point. Just, you know what? We're going to give the guys some slack, and there we go. That's the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 